Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, and let's get right into it. Today is everything NBA. We have a lot to go over due to the free agent frenzy. Uh, Q, which team do you want to go with first? Man, um, let's go with the team that made the most moves. Let's go with the L.A. Lakers, man. Okay. What, what, what do we have here? Do we have just a reshuffle of players, you know, veterans, you know, young talent? We have just a unique combination of players just transferring over to not only the Lakers, but the city of Los Angeles. Imagine that lifestyle change going from small market to a huge market. You know, taxes are higher. You know, opportunities are greater. You know, it's a. It's it's fun. It's fun seeing a lot of these names go over there. I'm looking forward to seeing them more this year than any other year, pretty much. It's definitely a smorgasbord of players when you're talking about Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, Rodney. Well, Rodney Hood, he's not there. He left. Uh, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, Marcus Gasol's back, traded for Russ, Kendrick Noon. Uh, they still got to figure out what they're going to do with Dennis Schroeder. I mean, who, or I guess the media is saying these are old, washed-up players. But I mean, I I beg to differ. What do you, What do you think about this? So, you you put it in perspective with you know what team and what players are going around. Like you can be washed up, but if you're playing with LeBron, like LeBron doesn't need your you know your prime level of of play you know he is going to make you better just because of the pressure that he puts on defenses along with the other teammates surrounding him so i mean you got scores like carmelo he can get a bucket whenever he wants to that takes pressure off lebron now lebron doing what he does that takes pressure off of the other players so it's you know it's kind of hand in hand you know it's a good fit for these type of players because there is no one that you can really sag off on help off of you know it's like everyone you have to play honest and just because of that itself it makes them more scary i mean you think about that lineup i guess they let a couple or some size go when you think they got rid of harrow and they let drummond walk who ended up running away to philly but when you sit there and think about it if they stay healthy are you really that worried i mean dwight howard i i think he easily gonna f- replace harrow and are you really that losing much with Drummond? You know what I mean? Was he really a fit? So, I mean, Drummond played a decent role. I don't think you're losing much with them. Yeah, he he got rebounds. But then again, like, someone else will get the rebounds that he was getting. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's like offensively he didn't do much for you. And I think you got more firepower now than you did before. Obviously, I'm sure everyone would agree with that. but. He's he's not that guy that you're like okay like he he's a max guy he's a you know 150 million dollar guy like I don't think that's the the role that he would play with the Lakers I do think um, you know Anthony Davis being back healthy and these other players coming in you know healthy as well makes it makes a pretty big difference but 
yeah, I think the Lakers are, are definitely reloaded and they're going to make some noise if they stay healthy. You know, the, the thing that blows my mind, if you're Andre Drummond and you're signing a, um, a vet minimum deal, why are you picking Philly? Why are you going to Philly? Why wouldn't That's- you re-sign with the Lakers? Why wouldn't you go to the Warriors? Why, why wouldn't you go to the Nets? If you're going to sign a vet minimum deal, don't you want to for sure ring? I don't understand the logic. I agree, but then again, it could be something else beyond those lines. You know, it could be, you know, maybe the fit of the team, the role of the team. Like, I know he didn't play as many minutes as he's used to, but who, who knows? Who knows the, the real reason? You know, it's obviously more reasons than just the either the money, the play, the style, the coaching, the teammates, you know, locker room, you know, the city. Who knows? I'm just curious, man. That that blows my mind. I, I thought I, I did not see that coming. You know, maybe I'd see like a mid-level exception if that was your only option or something, but I don't understand the vet minimum for the Philadelphia Sixers. I do not think that you're the piece that's missing that's going to put them over the top. And who knows if he'll even fit in a starting lineup with Embiid. He might be a backup. You that's know what a, I mean? That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty unique as well. Um, that's kind of similar to the move that Philly made last year when they picked up, um, what's his name? The guy that, I think he came from, um, Al Horford. Yeah. yeah. Well, they picked him up. I was like, okay, well, he's getting paid. I think it was like four years for, I don't know, maybe a hundred plus million. I'm like, well, I think it was three years for a hundred plus million. I'm like, why are they picking up another center? Like, what are they trying to do? Are they going to put two centers in at the same time? Is he going to play the backup role? You know, it was, it was an interesting deal there. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. I doubt they'll run the two big lineup. And I think they'll kind of have them as a backup big to, you know, relieve Embiid in the paint. But at times you might see the two big role and then, you know, obviously Drummond's going to be inside and then Embiid can step out on the perimeter like he wants to sometimes. That's just a confusing decision. I, I feel like whoever's advising Drummond is a moron because it's just a bonehead play in my decision or in, in my opinion. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about, have you heard anything about Dennis Schroeder? What do you think he's going to do? I mean, this dude's been trying to find big money for like three years now and still can't find it. And I don't see it happening this year either. So I haven't heard anything about Schroeder just yet. Um, I'm sure a move will be made for him at some point, but where and for how much is going to be the the interesting question. I mean, clearly the Lakers would love to have him back to back up Russ. That'd be yeah, that would be, be ideal. ideal for them, you know. But um, as far as you know, value and his worth, I feel like he believes he's worth more than what he's receiving in LA right now. Mm-hmm. And he's also, you know, probably having the mindset after this postseason that he can go somewhere and start, you know, as a as a as a solid one. I, I believe he could start somewhere as well. You know, he's he's a good player. He has good energy. Um, you know, obviously with Russell coming in, that's going to be a priority number one. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm sure he's not going to want to be a backup this season. Should we stick to the other LA team and see see what the Clippers uh, are doing? 
Yeah, we can we can definitely take a look at the Clippers. I know they did receive like the number thirty three pick from the Magic, Jason Preston. I believe that was the kid from Ohio University that was lighting it up in the tournament. So that's not a bad play for them as far as the Clippers. You know, they're gonna need some type of you know young talent in the future. So that's a good pick for them. You know, he can fill it up. Uh, as far as anyone else on the Clippers, not sure if there's much other news other than that. Well, they got Keon Johnson, too, in the draft, who's crazy athletic. I don't know if the Clippers are necessarily the best fit for him, but, I mean, he, he's there. Um, the other things, I mean, Kawhi re-signing. I know there was a lot of stuff in the the um, the media saying that he's holding them hostage, that he's – using all his leverage that he's going to leave. People thought he was going to go to the Mavs. But, I mean, I feel like free agency played out so fast. All the people who had money spent it real quick. Obviously, teams knew he wasn't going to go because otherwise it would have been the Mavs and and the Heat going after him. You know what I mean? Those would have probably been the potential fits. Uh, but yeah. they, the Mavs re-signed um, Tim Hardaway right away, so I, I feel like that kind of screwed that up. And then the Miami Heat traded for Kyle Lowry. So I think that's that's a yep. done deal. It, it looks like the the biggest free agent move that they got was Justice Winslow. If he stays healthy, I think he'll be a great fit. Um, Reggie Jackson re-signing, Nicholas Batum re-signing. Uh, Batum, I think, was a great sign because I think he's brought his career back, actually, like re- resurgence over there with, with the Clippers. Um, and Reggie Jackson obviously had a great year last year, too. So I Yeah, mean, I mean, I, I feel like uh, Batum has really never ha- had – you know, I guess the long-term injuries, he's always been productive on the bench, off the bench. Like he, I feel like he doesn't age. He's one of those guys that's like, he's quality for, you know, a solid, you know, eight to 12 points and can go off for 15 or 20 at any given night. Like he's capable of scoring. He has good size and length. He's a good defender. And I feel like he's been in the league for maybe about 15 years now. And he, I feel like he still is given the same productivity as he was when he first got in the league when he joined Portland. I agree. I think he's a stud. I like his game a lot. Um, it, it's a weird trend, though. I mean, we saw a lot of teams not necessarily retool their roster, just re-signed a lot of players. Uh, you look at the Mavs. They got the $203 million extension with Luka, re-signed Tim Hardaway. The only thing they really brought in was Reggie Bullock. Um, I thought we would have saw them be a lot more aggressive and, and make some bigger changes, but clearly we haven't seen that. I think they brought Bulbin back as well. What are you thinking about the Mavs? Did they do enough, or are they just going to be sitting there? I mean, Luka, are, is Luka going to be able to get them over the hump against a team like the Lakers? I don't think so. Seeing that, um, I mean, no credit taken away from Luka. He's a first team all NBA guy. He's going to continue to be at that level as long as he stays healthy. I just don't think the current team that they have is enough to get them over the hump. Like as well as Luca plays, how much more can he do to make his team compete versus teams that are superstar loaded? I don't know. know, That's, that's the thing. I, I don't know if it's enough He's always going to put up his numbers. He's going to get his triple doubles. He's going to compete. His team is going to compete. We know that. 
I just don't think it's enough to get over the hump to make it to the finals. Maybe uh maybe a conference finals depending on the matchups, second round for possibly, but to the finals, I don't know. It'll be a while before they, they get over that hump. And then you you're talking about, you know, another big extension sign was the Trey Young sign signing. I mean we can well get into deserved. that. Well, oh yeah, well deserved. But I mean, that's another team that didn't do much. I think their biggest free agent signing was Gorgie Jang. Otherwise, they re-signed a lot of their guys. Brought back John Collins, uh, brought back Lou Will, Solomon Hill. Um, are they going to have enough? To honestly, I think it's a fluky year. I do not think that they were going to be where they got to. Point blank, period. Um, if if other teams were healthy, you know what I'm saying, and. and to just run it back with the same squad, I don't think that they're going to be that much better. If anything, I think they'll regress. Yeah, I agree. But the the bright side for them is they're in the Eastern Conference, so it's not going to hurt them as much. And pretty much, you know, I, I see them still making the playoffs, not necessarily a 4-5 or five seed like they were this year. I'd see them sliding into that 6 or below. So, I mean, they got a, a couple good rookies. I don't, I'm not sure how much uh, contribution they're going to receive from them, but I do still see them making the playoffs, maybe sliding in that six or below seed, maybe possibly in the play-in tournament as well. But, I mean, Trey Young's getting better. You know, the other team, the, I mean, the other players on the team, they're receiving a, a lot of confidence in their play. So, you know, they're getting better. They're, they're, they're a young team. They're going to battle. Um, just them reaching the conference finals this year, you know, kind of has that in their mindset that they can, you know, play at that type of level. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of energy from them. And they're another one of those teams like Dallas, you know, if they stay healthy, I think they can make it in playoffs, make a second round. But as far as making it to the conference finals, again, I don't see it happening as long as uh, the Bucks or the Nets are around. <laughs> Bucks, Nets, Heat, I mean – even is, Philly, I don't. I don't think they beat Philly. Tough. I don't think they beat Philly in a seven-game series again. It, it's going to be. I honestly think that the East is going to be the stronger conference now moving forward. I think they're a lot scarier. I I think the next couple of rings will be in the Eastern. I, I mean, I, I think I think the next two will be uh, East Coast for sure. Well, look at look at the Bulls. I got the Bulls ahead of the Hawks. That that'll be a good one. I, I actually like to like like that matchup. I, I got the Bull, I got the Knicks ahead of the Hawks. So we got Brooklyn. We got the Bucks. We've got Philly. We've got the Bulls. We've got the Heat. I mean, the, the, I mean, the, the Wizards are even a better team now. I wouldn't put it that I, I don't know I don't if they're better than the Hawks, but I'm out. saying they're a better team. The Eastern Conference yeah, yeah, is a very yeah. strong division now. For sure. I, I agree. I think the, the Wizards receive some pieces that, that can help them as far as their depth. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll do better this year. I mean, you know, it, uh, It'll be unique. Heat, to me, are already probably the second best team in the East. And I, I still think Celtics are better than what they played last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they received, uh, we didn't talk about this, but as we're speaking about the Mavs, um, the Mavs actually got rid of Josh Richardson, and he's on his way to the Celtics now. So that'll help them, you know, as far as, you know, I guess 
on ball, off ball play, other guard play. He's a good player. I think he's a good uh, defender as well. You know, he can score. He can, he can even play three. some point too. Like he, he can kind of do everything. Yeah, he's a nice combo guard. I like it. I like it. So, all right, let's let's jump into the Heat. The Heat's probably my favorite offseason so far. Uh, acquired Kyle Lowry, brought in P.J. Tucker, got Duncan Robinson, our boy, signed, highest undrafted player to sign a contract ever, five years, $90 million. Oladipo came back, brought back Dwayne Dedman, and then they stole Markeith Morris from the Lakers. Uh, they've got him. I think they did the most. I think they are a very nice. I like them more than the Bucks already. They they had a very good off season. Um, it might be the I, toughest defense in the NBA. Oh, I didn't even see uh, the Raptors receive Gordon Dragic from the Heat. Mm-hmm. That was a part of that Lowry trade. Oh, okay, that's a that's a good move. Now Lowry's solid number one now, but the Heat they definitely made some moves. I I'm excited to watch them play this season. Uh, they definitely have a very talented group of guys, and you know they're gonna come into the season in shape. Know, they always have that off-season conditioning, you know, that Duncan was telling us about, you know, when we had him on the show, you know, you have to have a certain percent of body fat, you know, you have to make, you know, your conditioning has to be at a certain level. So Lowry, I feel like he's been kind of, you know, stocky and eh, I'm not going to say out of shape, but maybe a little bit bigger than, you know, what, what we're used to seeing Lowry at. He looked like a, a, a two guard in a one's body. But in Miami, he's going to be in the best shape of his life. So I think we're going to see something, you know, a little more firepower out of him, especially with the guys that are surrounded. Then you got the Bulls bringing in Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso. I think the only hiccup there is Laurie wants to get out of there. Marketing doesn't want to be with the Bulls anymore. So it's curious to see where he goes. If, if the Wolves do something or the Pelicans do something, um, I'm not sure all the teams that are trying to get in on that. Uh, but I mean, he's clearly not going back to the Bulls, which I don't know if that really matters for them or not. With the guys they brought in, I don't think it would matter that much. I know he's had some health issues this past season as well, staying healthy. And I mean, he's a good player. I love his game. He has good size. So whoever does receive him, they're going to get a, a gem. But, you know, the Bulls, they're, they're doing all right without him as well. And then we're your Spurs. Your Spurs were very active and made a bunch of Spur-like moves. Nothing big, nothing crazy, but they made stuff happen. Do you want to go over your Spurs? Um, So pretty much, obviously, we had to let DeMar go. Um, We did sign Chandler Hutchinson from the Wizards. We received him along in that uh, some of them plays, the draft considerations. You know, we also got Doug McDermott over here now, along with uh, Thad Young and Al Farouk Aminu. And a part of that um, Washington draft consideration trade, we also received a 2022 first-round pick and a 2023 second-round pick, which is solid because, I mean, getting rid of some of our you know best players, obviously, LaMarcus Aldridge, he had to leave this season which I think he's planning on trying to come back as well, that we're talking about him. Obviously, DeMar went to Chicago, so we're pretty much in a rebuild phase. You know, we got a lot of young talent still over there. 
you know, uh, we're we're in rebuild phase, man. We we gotta find some new talent. We gotta you know start from scratch. And personally, I hope uh, Coach Top you know hangs it up soon. You know, I rather him see him go out on a high rather than a low. You know, we've had a lot of good good times, good seasons, and you know he finished with the gold medal. I would not be mad if he retired. Well, I also like that you guys brought in Bryn Forbes. You also brought in Zach Collins as well. Um, yeah. Very, very low-key additions, but very Spurs-like system players. So I, I, it was interesting to watch that. Um, Doug McDermott might now have the best year of his life being with the Spurs. It, it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Uh, the Warriors had some some news as well. They had that four-year extension with Steph Curry, brought Andre Iguodala back. Uh, drafted Kaminga, drafted Moody, brought in Otto Porter, brought in Belizia, um, you know, Clay Healthy. Are they the squad? Are they that big of a deal again? Or are they just old? Or, or what, what are we seeing? Is Clay going to be anything? I mean, this guy's always hurt. Draymond's clearly falling off. Um, I think they are the squad again, you know. Um, Clay Thompson makes a huge addition in that offense. It just takes, you know, a little bit of pressure off of Curry, although, you know, pressure or not, Curry is going to play well. We know that he's capable of putting up 40 any night. Uh, Clay, he's, I think he's going to be just as excited to get back on the court, you know, sitting out an entire season, you know, after getting hurt all once before, you know, it's just kind of a big mental setback. And I know he's probably, excited to get back and just compete again and seeing him healthy. Hopefully he stays healthy. That'll be fun to watch them again. I'm excited. I will be getting NBA league pass again so I can tune into all the warrior games and just uh, watch some beautiful basketball again. You know? Yep. Yep. I also like what the Knicks did. They re-signed all their people, but brought Kemba Walker in, uh, brought D Rose back, Evan Fournier, got Nerlens Noel back, Taj Gibson back. Um, I mean, Kemba, I think, is a huge addition, as well as Fournier. And, and Tibbs looks like he's got a good nucleus over there. Their they're first five and their second five, those are tough players, like tough lineups. They're going to be solid. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good rebuilding squad. You know, they made it to the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's a big step for them. They haven't been in the playoffs in a while. They also drafted a uh, Quentin Grimes guard from Houston. Pretty, pretty good player. I love, love his game. I, I think they, they make some noise this, this upcoming season, you know, maybe uh, not necessarily big noise, but I believe they only won one game in that Atlanta series. I think they can maybe win a couple more ball games, if not get out of the first round. The, the one thing that I thought was pretty crazy is Julius Randall signing that extension and, some people said he was dumb. If he waited another year, he could have signed something for $200 million. But the logic here is this guy's getting over $100 million up front, guaranteed to injury when he played the most minutes in the NBA last year. I mean, he had the best year of his career last year. The Not saying he won't do it again, but he odds are against him for repeating that. Same thing. And who knows what happens? Look at DeMarcus Cousins. You know, he was a max player until he got hurt. Do you want to risk all that money? You know what I'm saying? So you sit there and you think about that. And 
a part of me thinks if you can get a hundred million up front, you do it. You don't, you don't question that. Yeah. I mean, why not? You know, obviously that's the game that you play and that's the, the gamble you take when you're in that situation. Like, you know, you, you can sign an extension for who knows how much it was. Uh, let's just say one, one fifty. If you can get that now, rather than play the risk of an 82 game season, the possibility of getting hurt and then obviously that number diminishing the following year then you look back like damn I could have just taken that been good and then you know dealt with whatever afterwards but now you know you tear your ACL whatever tear your Achilles and now you're looking to resign now teams aren't going to take that risk on you because you know you're not 100%. You're not who you were once. So I think it was a $117 million extension, or it could have been if you waited another year, five-year, 204 And Honestly, I just don't know if – you don't know what's going to happen. You really you don't, don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like, and man, I mean, if you give me 117 right now, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always the, you know, the gamble that you take. You know, Julius Randle is – what 26 years old you know four years he's at 30 he's still in his prime you know he's if he's healthy he's still in his prime at 30 he's playing his most polished basketball he can still get another you know 150 plus you know and still be good so it's you know obviously greed you know you don't want to be too greedy but get what you can while you can that's also the game oh yeah i mean i mean now we're going to guys run into the hornets they haven't made a ton of splash plays, but they brought in Kelly Oubre, and they, they brought in some athletic guys in the draft, also signed Ish Smith. Do you think they're going to make a jump? I mean, I don't. I don't think they're doing much. You know, I, I don't think we're going to see much difference. So I think uh, the Hornets are one of those teams I look at, like, uh, let's see, who can I compare these this type of team to? Uh, I can't really give a specific. Uh, I'll say the Bulls. Bulls, they competed this year, didn't make the playoffs, but they, they're adding pieces so they can get better as an organization. You know, they're not necessarily going to make a lot of noise. You know, I'm not putting them in my, you know, playoff teams. You know, I think they'll significantly do better than what they did this past season. Whether it's five games better, seven games, I think they'll have a better record this year than they did last year. And that's moving in the right direction. Obviously, there's only some teams that can make that jump, like the Knicks, from not being in the playoffs to a four seed. You know, it's it doesn't happen for everyone, but the teams it does happen for. You know, they make you know good transitions in the front office. You know, on the floor. You know, it all makes a difference. Agreed, agreed. And I mean, we went over the Sixers again. They they re-signed Danny Green, brought in Andre Drummond, kind of went over. They also brought Georges Niang, and uh, I don't know. The big story, obviously, is Ben Simmons supposedly cut off all contact with the whole team. He's wanting to go to the Warriors. Um, I want him to go to the Timberwolves. If I'm the Timberwolves, I'm sacrificing pretty much everything as long as I can keep D'Lo, Cat, and Anthony Edwards. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm doing whatever they want. They want yeah, four no. first, give them the four first. I don't even care. So, also another team, you know, I got to talk about the hometown team. Obviously, the Bucks. They made a couple moves. Um, you know, they picked up uh, Semi Ojale from the Boston Celtics. They signed uh, Rodney Hood. They also brought back veteran guard George Hill. 
Bobby Portis got re-signed. And then we also received Grayson Allen from the Memphis Grizzlies. I like Grayson. I think that's a great pick. Pick up right there. Like that's that. a that's a good pickup. I like Grayson's game. You know, he's you know, he he's confident. You know, he talks some shit here and there. And he's he likes he's gonna you. come play. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he <laughs> He's gonna have fun with it, you know. He's gonna have he's gonna have fun for sure. So I think he fits right in Milwaukee, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I mean, but in my book, even with all that, they're third, fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. Even coming off for off a win, it, as long as there's no injuries, like third or fourth. If we were doing power rankings for the East, they're not number one. They're not number two. No, it's not disrespectful. They're, they're, that's just honesty. They're, they're top two. They're not one, and they're not two. They're, they're top, top two. I could, I could, if you were to say top three, I could hear that. Top two, come on, man. These these guys are coming off of a championship. These guys are high. These guys are riding the high, and they still have their literally entire core piece. I don't see it. I I just don't see someone else. They just swept the Heat. The Heat just came back with what another guard. The Heat just came back with Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, Aladipo. Aladipo is not there. Come on, man. It's a way different. This is a whole new ball game now. They're they're still not in. They're not ready. Oh my God! I don't. I'm, I don't I'm standing on that. I'm standing on that. The Heat, they gotta, they gotta prove it. They're not coming in, you know, getting all this praise just because they got some a couple players on their team, and all, all of a sudden they're sliding in some power rankings without playing the game. They gotta, they gotta prove that. I'm not, I'm not. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking gotta, the Heat is too. They gotta show us. So I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, a Bucks Heat game, maybe we have a watch party or something. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have some fun. Maybe a little friendly wager on it. Some some do little wings or something. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We could do that. <laughs> uh, well, let's jump jump into the Nets. Brought in Patty Mills. Brought back Blake Griffin. Brought in James Johnson. Um, I mean, they're already stacked. They're the team to beat in the East. They got the KD extension. They're about to do James Harden. Then after that, they'll do Kyrie. Um, I think so, I think yeah. KDs can be for Other four than, years. I think Harden's can only be for three, and I think Kyrie's can be for four or five. I can't remember how it all works out, but it's something like that. Yeah, I know Harden can't go beyond three. Yeah, I'm sure they'll all stick together. You know, we'll see how this upcoming year goes. Obviously, they all caught some type of injury bug at different points in the season, so that kind of hurt them. You know, in the course of the season, along with the playoffs, you know, Kyrie hurting his foot. You know, James having the, the hamstring issue. So they weren't 100%, you know, all together at the same time pretty much this entire year. The Nets also received Javon Carter from the Suns. I like his game. I liked him when he was at West Virginia. You know, obviously one of those guys that'll, you know, get into you 94 feet. He can, you know, put the ball on the floor. He can score. He can knock down the shot. Obviously, Patty Mills, me being a, a Spurs fan, I, I love his game. And the, I believe in the the bronze medal game versus Slovenia, Patty Mills put up 42. So obviously he's a capable scorer. He can put it in. He's a 
phenomenal shooter. You know, I've, I've always loved Patty's game since he's uh, come to the Spurs organization. And, you know, I think they're, they're obviously going to be one of the teams to beat if they're healthy. You know, another team that I actually low-key like is the Wizards, and I think the Wizards are actually be much better than they were when they had Russ. Um, bringing in Dame Witty, Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly think Montrez Harrell will probably be the biggest addition. I think he'll play his game now that he's not in L.A., um, yeah, kind of see uh, the, the Clippers, Montrez Harrell. You know what I mean? Yeah, they also got um, Aaron Holiday from the Pacers. They're going to be interesting. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't so. think they're going to be great, but I mean, they're not going to. They'll be middle of the pack. They'll probably be a playoff team. Yeah, I think so too. I think they can squeeze in one of those playoff spots for sure. Is the most disappointing team so far in the offseason maybe the Pelicans? Um. The Pelicans, I know they received Valanchunas from the Grizzlies for Steven Adams. I think that's kind of a that's a good trade for them. And Eric think, Bledsoe. It was just a big cap dump. Yep. And they also received uh, Devontae Graham from the Hornets. So that's a pretty good pickup as well. So I think they, they won in the trade. They got rid of Steven Adams and Bledsoe for Devontae Graham and Valanchunas. I think Valanchunas is a better center. He can shoot the ball kind of pretty much anywhere. He's physical, good rebounder. Devontae Graham is a pretty good scorer as well, way better than Bledsoe in my opinion. And, yeah, I think they won out of that trade. Um, well, I we'll, think the Devontae Graham deal, you got to look at it like you're losing Lonzo Ball for Devontae Graham. Is Devontae Graham as good as Lonzo? No. I think so. But is he worth? So. is he worth the price tag? I mean, I he's significantly he's cheaper than Lonzo. That too. I think he's pretty much, obviously, not as a as good as a playmaker as Lonzo, but I think he's as well as a scorer, almost as well as Lonzo as a playmaker. What about defense? Defense. He's a he's a good defender, not as good as Lonzo though. So I mean, I, I definitely like Jonas more than Stephen Adams, and, and we can get into that too, but it. Same. I agree. Is it just to make, you know, cap cap space to hopefully bring people around Zion and BI? Possibly. You know what I mean? And, and they're trying to make some I mean, big time deal with a disgruntled star when one comes about, maybe a Bradley Beal or something. Possibly. And I think uh obviously it takes off some of the weight for you know, Brandon and Zion from scoring as well. Cause I feel like with the Pelicans, they couldn't really dump the ball down to Adams, you know, at times to get a bucket, you know, they dump it down to him to kind of play inside out and initiate, you know, uh, a weak side pass. You know, he's not really going to get in there bang and, you know, turn around fadeaways, hook shots, dunk on you. I don't, Adams is not that type of guy, you know, he's making two to four, field goal attempts a game, you know, where Valanchunas is getting, you know, 10 plus field goal attempts a game. So, you know, when Zion is, you know, doing his thing, when Brandon's doing his thing, it's going to be nice for Jonas to get in there and just kind of take some pressure off of him. Okay. And then we're going into the Grizzlies because they acquired Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe to go with John Morant. I mean, is this a lose? Does it, I mean, I don't think this helps them. I think they downgraded. They Bledsoe, like you already got Ja, you got Tyus there. 
Bledsoe really doesn't fit into that equation. You still have, um, I forgot the other guard's name that was behind him and Tyus were splitting time. And then um, Steven Adams, he's just not that score that Valanciunas was. And that kind of helped out the Grizzlies a lot. So they're going to have to find that scoring from somewhere else uh, this season. And then you're going into the Grizzlies, or not the Grizzlies, the Jazz, re-signing Mike Conley, which was a huge priority, bringing in Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside, who, I mean, that's a good backup to Rudy Gobert. Uh, You probably could get a more accurate backup, actually. Yeah, and they also received uh, Eric Pascal from the Warriors also. So he he's a good pickup, too. Young guy, good energy, plays defense. So I think he'll fit into that team, their role, their offense. I think he'll fit in pretty well. Then we got the Nuggets re-signing Will Barton, bringing in Jeff Green, re-signing Austin Rivers. Uh, I mean, they didn't really do much to their roster besides Jeff Green. Uh, I think he's a good ad, but I mean, their biggest acquisition was last year bringing in Eric Gordon. I think a full off season, them guys gelling a little bit more. I think the Nuggets are still going to be a very solid team. Yeah, they still have their core. Uh, unfortunately, you know, um, what's the the guard's name uh, for the Nuggets? Uh, you're talking yeah. about Jamal Murray. He's going to be out Jamal. for quite a while. He's probably going to miss yep, most just- of the season. Yeah, Jamal Murray, if he, you know, obviously doesn't get injured, maybe the playoffs go a different way. You know, he obviously is a big-time player. Him, Jokic, you know, they they play well together. So, you know, they had a couple, you know, hiccups in their playoffs this past season. But, you know, they're going to be a contender as well. They they play good basketball, and they got a good core. They got a solid bench. You know, let's, let's keep an eye on them. And then you're going into the Celtics. We touched a little bit about them. Uh, unloading Tristan Thompson, bringing back Ennis Cantor, bringing in Josh Richardson. Uh, they're going to have to do a Marcus Smart extension. But, you know, Jalen Brown, J- Jason Tatum, I mean, clearly both are young superstars. Jason Tatum's amazing. Probably the next Carmelo Anthony, Kobe Bryant mixture in there. Um but when you're thinking about that, are they going to be enough? There's not enough there. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're missing something. So I don't know if that is enough. Um, you know, obviously we know what the, the, the East has to offer. And, you know, they're, they're going to compete. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, how far is, is enough for them? Oh, you know, maybe second round for sure. You know, I think that's where they find that that struggle, you know, second round, possibly conference finals, depending on how they, they're matched up. So, I mean, they did get Al Horford back, you know, they got Josh Richardson. They received Chris Dunn as well. I like they got back a big Bruno. Yeah. He's a good, good, good guy. And also uh, Bruno Fernando from the Hawks. So it's, you know, back up big, but eh, you know, we'll see. You know, I think uh, health is obviously the number one priority in, in the NBA. And, you know, if you're healthy, you have a chance. Let me – we go into our Wolves too, man. They, hopefully they're healthy. If you can even just get the tandem of D'Lo and Cat back together, I definitely think they're going to improve upon their wins total. Um, but very quiet offseason. I always talk that they're going to make some big trade, but it seems to be mostly noise. Um, I don't – See, I, as much as they say they want to, 
what the hell is going on here? Hold on. It, it, but you sit there and you think about adding like a Ben Simmons to that situation or a Lori Markkinen, and it just seems to be all talk. Ben Simmons would be a perfect fit. Lori, I don't think would be a great fit at all. I don't even know. I mean, you, it, the best shooting bigs in the league, of course, that'd be the best tandem in the league. But does he do anything for you defensively? And that's what our problem is. We can't play defense. That's why I like the idea of Ben Simmons, but I don't think they have the package to make it happen. So I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, the main reason you bring him in is because him and D'Lo are best friends. That He's cool with Cat. But if you do a swap with D'Lo for Ben, what's the point? Yeah. And if you, yeah. you're not getting rid of Anthony Edwards, so what's, I mean, it's just not going to happen. So what, what can you do? Yeah, I don't think it's a, a package that really can be put together. Obviously, you know, Philly's going to want to get tremendous value back for him just because his price tag. But, you know, on the other side, seeing his pro- production, uh, I'm just not sure teams are willing to give up that much to get a player like him. No chance. You know, in the Wolves' perspective, I, I would not give any of those, you know, star players, you know, Edwards, you know, D'Lo, Towns, those are just off limits. You know, you just have to use those pieces as, you know, building blocks for, you know, the future. Because if you give any of those guys up for Ben Simmons, you know, you've kind of worked pretty hard to get where you're at now. You know, no need to throw it away for a player like that. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And, and you sit there and you hear about that asking price that they wanted for Ben from the Warriors. They wanted Andrew Wiggins. They wanted uh, James Wiseman. They wanted Jonathan Kaminga. They wanted Moody. And then they wanted two more future first-round picks on top of all that for Ben Simmons. Never. Never. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, but that wraps it up for us, man. That was some good NBA talk. We'll get back on soon. Always a pleasure, my man. Yeah, man, looking forward to, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks as football gets started and, you know, more more things start happening.